With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. to another edition of Get Real with Coach Dave Taylor, the extended intro version. I appreciate everybody tuning in. I've gotten a ton of emails we're going to get to. This is a beautiful, gorgeous November 17th, 2016. And uh, I'm glad you could tune in. we got a lot to go over, obviously. Uh, my return from Alaska has been successful. I am still alive. That's all that matters. But a uh, lot of questions, a lot of comments that we have to go over. You know, um, kind of reviewing, because we're getting towards the end of it here, kind of reviewing 2016. I'm not going to dive into it. I'll probably do that more in December as we approach New Year's. But, you know, 2016 has been a really bad year uh, for society. 
of the world. And I think it's a, it's an indication of things and where they are going and where they're headed. I think 2016 has been a great year in sports. And we'll dive into that more, like I said, when we get in December. But I think 2016 has been a – I mean, it really has been a great year in sports. But society, now that's a different issue. You know, there, there, there's a lot of issues. <clears throat> I got some email. I got so many emails on this. I mean, I, I, I have more emails on the Trump dis, uh, discussions than I do on sports, which usually was about 70-30. Now it, it's about, I'm trying to think, 80-20 on Trump. <clears throat> and the most of the emails I get, and who am I? I'm a small-time scrub. But most of the emails I get, you know, a lot of my, a lot of the emails I get, they're from people I know, or you know, I have, I have way more listeners than I deserve. But um, it's interesting to me how people want to hear what my opinions are with regards to these topics. And I think maybe it's because it's a more realistic approach. When you watch, you know, the media and you watch TV, it's just so slanted. You know, and there's a lot of reasons why I think Trump was was elected, and I think one of those reasons is because of the media. I think that the media's massive slant towards uh, uh, Hillary or anti-Trump has uh, tainted the Democratic Party. I I really mean that. Like, I know I feel that way when I'm watching. Whatever it is, because I watch every show, and I'm not like I said, I'm not a Republican, and I'm not. I I, I would never declare to be anything uh, political other than the fact that I'm interested. But you know, when you're watching these these shows, whether it be Bill Maher, uh, you know, who's obvious, or Saturday Night Live, which is obvious. Like, what would you, what do you think about that Saturday Night Live skit where the the fake Hillary's playing the piano and Singing that Hallelujah song, I, I thought that was just weird, just stupid. John Oliver, I mean, all, you know, and, and then you, you you listen to the people on on uh, the head coaches and the sports and the media and the, and the celebrities. It, it makes you wonder why why are these people all for why why are all of these celebrities sports enthusiasts? The only sports person that I've heard of that's a pro-Trump guy that I can recall is Tom Brady. But why why are all these sports guys in media and uh, celebrities so so anti-Trump? Why are they so pro-Hillary? I, I don't understand it. You know, and I'm not political as far as having a, a like or dislike, but I know when when I watch all of these people just smash Trump or smash the the system with regards to the Republicans, it makes me root for the Republicans. It's kind of like, I think it's my philosophy as an athlete. And people have asked me this. It's my philosophy as an athlete. You know, somebody would ask me, who are you rooting for, the Cubs or the Indians? And I don't have a horse in the race, but I'm rooting for the Indians because they're the underdog. And don't tell me the Cubs are the underdog because they haven't won in 100 years. That's garbage. They're going to win it again in the next three years, maybe twice. So I'm always rooting for the underdog. Was there a bigger underdog than Trump? 
Do I believe that his behavior was 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 presidential? Of course not. Was John Kennedy's? Was JFK? Was Nixon? I mean, I, Eisenhower. I mean, who knows? George Washington. Going back through the years, I know Thomas Jefferson wasn't a president, but I mean, all our founding fathers were their behaviors always presidential. It's just he's an idiot. He says dumb things like most guys do. I mean, if you get a bunch of athletes in a room to, to speak, they're stupid. They say things that aren't true, and they lie, and they exaggerate. And Yeah, he's an idiot. But that was when he was in, you know, when he wasn't running for president. He was trying to be bombastic. I do believe that Hillary was criminal. I think she's a massive liar and a cover-up artist, and I think that she's uh, dirty. And she is, is she is definitely establishment, as are the Bushes. Do I think he's going to be a fantastic president? I, 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 he can't do any worse. I mean, you want to sit there and talk about what a great job Obama's done, or the Bushes, or Clinton. All I got to say is this: that this country has, in my lifetime, and you know, I don't remember the bad days. I, I'm not that old. But in my lifetime, I, I can say this with all honesty and sincerity, I have never seen the country more divided. I've never seen racial inequalities more adherent. It's just all you hear on TV is racism. That's all you see, and that's all you hear. Everything is racist. Everything. It's, it's, in my lifetime, it's never been this bad. And I grew up in Compton. I mean, it's never been this bad. And whose fault is that? Poor leadership, this is the way it is. And I live in a world where racism really doesn't, really isn't as prevalent as it is in society. When you play sports, my best friends, my brothers are all African-American basically when I grow up, when I grew up. All my best friends, everybody I knew. When you play sports, that's the way it is. I'm watching the NFL and, uh, Inside the NFL is a great show on Showtime, and I'm watching it, and they've got these live mics, and there's no black and white division there. You know, uh, there was just some great scenes from the uh, – his name is Peters. He plays the offensive line for for uh, the Ravens. He's just hilarious. And he kept, uh, you know, strapped me up, strapped me up because his, his helmet kept coming loose. But there's no white, black. It's just, you know, racism is just brutal everywhere, everywhere we go, every country, whether it be religious or whether it be just skin color. um, It's never been this bad. And that falls directly on the leadership of this world, of this country. You know, you think, you know, you've got your first black president. Prove matters. And it just made it worse. It just made it worse. And everything is racist. I mean, you can't say anything. I just learned something else, that the word posse is racist. I mean, I've been saying posse my entire life. And it never had any kind of racial tone to it. I I see one of my buddies who's a white guy. 
And I'd say, oh, dude, where's your posse? Or I'd be coaching in camps, and I would say, this kid's not good because of his posse. He has his posse hanging around him. And it's a white dude. Well, apparently that's a racist term that LeBron James has just deemed uh, racist. The problem with our society is there is no leadership. That's the bottom line. There's no political leadership. There's no athletic leadership. There's no celebrity leadership. There's no leadership. There's no leaders in the country. You know, Popovich could be a leader, then he runs his mouth. You know, I don't care. You know, if you have an opinion, that's fine. But this this country has gone overboard with political correctness and racial fear. I mean, everybody is so tense. And now we just found out there's a new word to determine racists. And, and what, what other words are coming out that are going to be, well, that's racist. In essence, what did Phil Jackson say? I, I don't remember the exact quote, but he was basically saying that LeBron – uh, follows his own rules, does what he wants, uh, puts pressure on coaches because of him and his posse. This is not the first time we have heard this from him. When he joined the Miami Heat, he wanted it to be like it was for him in Cleveland. And when he first got to Cleveland, apparently, allegedly, he had carte blanche. It was, hey, I want parking spots in the garage for my boy. I can't say posse because I might be racist. Saying my boy's racist? Maybe it is. Who knows? I mean, is the word uh, dog racist? I got to call LeBron and find out. I don't know. Society is just weak. We are just weak. As a country, country as a world, we are just weak. People I know are just mentally weak, physically weak, mentally weak. So what, what Phil Jackson said, now remember, Phil Jackson has, has, you know, battled with the greats, the greatest competitors. Competitors like Michael Jordan, Kobe Bryant. I wouldn't even say Shaq was a great competitor. But he could be when he had to be. He, he, he understands competitors. And he sees LeBron, and he probably thinks LeBron's entitled and thinks he's better than he is and blah, blah, blah. And he knows LeBron is not Kobe, and LeBron is not Michael. That's probably Phil Jackson's annoyance with LeBron. Phil Jackson has an issue with LeBron. It seems to be. He's been bad-mouthing him since 2004. And I think his problem with him is he's overrated. That's my personal opinion. Because, again, he's seen the greatest. So he's calling out LeBron because LeBron doesn't care about – like the story apparently was he was with Miami – he wanted to go – when they played Cleveland, he wanted to, the team to stay overnight. 
He didn't want to come back to the hotel or go to their next destination. He wanted to stay in Cleveland overnight to spend time with his family and friends. I dare not say posse. And that would have put a change in the itinerary. And the head coach, Spolstra, didn't know what to do. So he contacts the president of the organization, which is Pat Riley. And what Phil Jackson was saying was his selfish acts and needs came ahead of the team. And Pat Riley's quote was, you're on the plane. You're not staying. That was the first time LeBron had ever been told no in any facet of life was when he went to Miami. His boys slash business partners slash friends slash posse were not allowed to get their private parking spots, were not allowed to attend practices whenever they wanted. And that did not suit him very well. He was not used to that. And LeBron took that quote as to meaning, uh, you're a racist. And if I was white, you wouldn't have said that. Uh, Okay. And I know he's talking about his friends who are excellent businessmen. But let's all, let's all calm down a little bit here. Let's keep things in check. I think that they are where they are because of LeBron, not because of their own abilities. And it's not, I don't know. To me, I'm not sure that's the case. I, I, I mean, he's trying to make it seem like these guys are legitimate businessmen. I don't know. Maybe they are. Seems to me like they are where they are in business because of LeBron. See, but LeBron doesn't really have an argument with Phil Jackson. How is LeBron going to combat what Phil Jackson said? How is LeBron going to defend himself to Jackson? Phil Jackson has 11 rings. Phil Jackson's coached Michael Jordan. Phil Jackson coached Kobe Bryant. Phil Jackson knows, can LeBron say to Phil Jackson, oh, you don't know what you're talking about? Oh, you don't know what you're talking about. Just because I have a posse doesn't. See, here's what he would have said if it was something he could say. He wanted to say this, but and let's just assume that the word posse is not racist. Here's what he would have loved to have said. Uh, Phil Jackson is an idiot. He doesn't know what he's talking about. Uh, Just because I have a posse or a bunch of friends doesn't mean that I feel like I'm entitled. I mean, what does he know? He doesn't know me. I'm the best player in the world. I'm the best player that's ever played this game. Championships. He's just angry at the fact that I'm the best player in the world and and I'm better than anybody he's got on his team. But then Phil Jackson would come back with, uh, tell LeBron, I understand what greatness is. Tell LeBron that uh, Michael Jordan never lost a championship series. Tell LeBron that Michael Jordan never even went to a game seven. 
Tell LeBron that if it wasn't for Ray Allen's miracle shot, he would have two championships. Tell LeBron that in reality, he's really only won one championship and lost more in championships than he's won. The only one he really won was when he beat a very weak Kevin Durant team. His two other championships came because the other team failed, not because he won. Tell LeBron he will never be Michael Jordan. Tell LeBron he'll never be Kobe Bryant. Tell LeBron he'll never win as many titles as either one of them. Tell LeBron no matter what he does in life or in business, he will never be Michael Jordan. Tell LeBron I know this because I've coached greatness. Tell LeBron that if anyone knows what greatness is, it's me. See, then LeBron, LeBron knows that's the response. LeBron knows that's what Phil Jackson would say if it got ugly. So LeBron can't go there. LeBron can't go. LeBron has no comeback. I've said this for for decades. Now, maybe it's just because that's the way it is. I think LeBron is extremely overrated. Now, is he the best player in the league? Quite possibly, because the league is just a disaster. But he's a he's a below-average shooter. He doesn't post up as much as he should for a man of his size. He's a below-average ball head. He turns the ball over a lot. He doesn't get as many triple-doubles as... Westbrook, he's a great player. Of course he is. I think he's the best player in the history of the NBA in the open court. I don't think there's been anybody better. I think Magic's better in the open floor as far as passing goes. But when it comes to finishing and the ability to pass, he's the best. But he's not Michael Jordan. When the game was on the line, when the game is on the line, you gave the ball to those guys, LeBron, uh, Michael and Kobe, and just got out of the way and watched those guys light it up. When, when the Miami Heat won their championship, it wasn't LeBron. It was Dwayne Wade, and it was Ray Allen going berserk in that game six. When they won in game seven, it wasn't all LeBron. It was Kyrie Irving to hit the game winner. And that didn't come from LeBron. That went to Iso Irving. So LeBron can't go to basketball in argument with Phil Jackson. Phil Jackson owns the trump card. Phil Jackson has 11 rings. Now LeBron could say, well, you never, you never, you didn't win those as a player. I mean, he could say that. But he did win one as a player, as an underdog, or did he win two? Because well, you didn't win a bunch of, you didn't win a, a championships as a player. You had to win them as a coach. But even if he says that, he's coached the greatest players in the history of the game. So even if he did say that, again, he's opening up a Pandora's box. He doesn't want to open up because there's there's two kryptonites for him, for LeBron. There's, There's some things that LeBron doesn't want 
to go into. Yeah, he did win two. Bill Jackson won two championships as a player, 70 and 73. 11 as a coach. But um, the two things that LeBron doesn't want to hear is Michael Jordan and Kobe Bryant. He, he doesn't want to hear those names because that's his kryptonite because he, he's, he's always going to be compared to those two guys, and he's always going to fall short. Now, it's possible he could win a couple more championships before it's all said and done and equal Kobe. But if that happens, it's not going to be because of him. It's going to be because of Kyrie Irving. So you, so Kobe, so Phil, uh, Phil Jackson hit a nerve with LeBron, and Phil Jackson is almost his kryptonite too. So once LeBron's come back, you're a racist. Now it just happens to be he's calling, he, without saying that word, he's he's referring to Phil Jackson being racist when you're talking about uh, an African American. Uber liberal. It's got to be sad that he's calling the guy a racist that's that's Phil Jackson. It'd be different if it was even Popovich. I mean, he could say a lot of things, but the guy's not white and he's not racist and he's not a conservative. So now what happens? Because of the media and the world that we live in, there's three days' worth of de- debate on is the word posse racist. It's on Bill O'Reilly's show. It's unbelievable. Now everyone's going to be talking. Everyone's going to be saying, oh, that's a racist term, all this, all that. LeBron just made that up. The word posse is used all the time in positive and negative terms. It's just, but LeBron doesn't like being criticized. We all know that. He doesn't like getting dunked on. He doesn't like failing. He's always got an excuse. It's never his fault. He's always got something to say. And that's the way our society is. I mean, I'm surrounded by it 24-7. It's in society, everywhere you go. It's never my fault. It's never my fault. It's always someone else's fault. I don't make mistakes. It's someone else's fault. I didn't do that wrong. What do you want me to do? What do you expect me to do? Here's my hand. Put some money in it. I don't know what to do in life. I don't know how to survive. Someone to do it for me, and if it's not done for me and I fail, it's not my fault. It's society's fault. It's the teacher's fault. It's the coach's fault. I'm not going to work that hard. Why would I work so hard to succeed? What does that? Why would I lack sleep? Why? Why? why I, I have to. I have to do this. I have to do that. I don't want to do that. I'd rather just lay in my bed and watch TV. I don't want to go do that. I don't want to travel across the country. I don't want to lose sleep. I don't want to do what I have to do. I, I, that's too much work. I just want it to happen for me. I want to take shortcuts. I don't want to put the work in. I want other people to do the work for me. I want to get paid for things I don't deserve. I don't want to take care of myself. I want mommy to take care of me. I need mommy to make my bed. I want mommy to do my laundry. I don't pay bills. I don't know what a bill is. I barely know what a check is. I don't know how to form an opinion of my own. I mean, it's just ridiculous. 
everywhere I go. I just got back from Alaska. I'm, I'm meeting people in the airport. I'm talking to people. Never their fault. When you meet someone who takes responsibility for things and mans up, it's a, it's a, it's, it's a shock. It's almost like you think the person's a fake. And you see it in sports now. It's not my fault we lost. It's someone else's fault. It's the bad refs. It's this. It's that. Everyone has an excuse. No one is willing to put the time in. Everyone's afraid to fail. Everyone, rather than fail, I'd rather make an excuse for someone else doing it to me, or I'm just not even going to try. I'm not going to fail. I'm not going to put the time in. I'm not going to, you know, like your old parents used to say, I used to walk 30 miles in the snow to get here to get there. No one's going to do that. No one's going to put that kind of effort in. They're going to make a bunch of excuses. They're going to screw up. And then when they, when they try to, you try to teach them right from wrong, they're not going to learn. And that's the society we live in. And it's because of people like LeBron and he wasn't the reason for it. He didn't start it, but that's where we are. Everybody has an excuse and a reason. I don't know where this all happened. Now, me in my years growing up and developing my life to the point where I'm at now, when you reach a certain age, you know, you kind of think you are where you are, but you just continue to develop and work and learn. But when I was rising up in the ranks and I was a scrub and still am a scrub, but when I was even a bigger scrub than I am now, I mean, if someone gave me advice, I'd listen. If I made a mistake and a coach said to me, Hey, Dave, you shouldn't have done this. You should have done that. You're right. I'll fix that. I didn't make a bunch of excuses and a bunch of reasons as to why I failed. But nowadays, you know, you try and help somebody. It's like, no, what do you, well, 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 but, but, but no, no, it's not. It's Johnny Manziel. You want to talk about the ultimate loser. I mean, there's no bigger loser in the world than Johnny Manziel. I mean, come on now. But now if you say that, then I'm a racist. I hate white people. I mean, it's just unbelievable the way our society has changed and, and how hard it is to function in this society. There's such a great divide. Can, John, can Donald Trump bring this country back together? No, there's no way. No matter what Trump does, if Trump becomes the greatest president this country's ever seen, he will always, they will always say he's a racist. And, and there's no foundation for that, really, as far as I can see. He's a sexist. I don't know, it's kind of hard to be a sexist when you have two daughters that are very successful and you put them in high, high positions within your company. I don't know. Does he say things that maybe give people that, that inclination? I guess. Yeah, he does. But you got all these protesters running around, and you got, you got people running around uh, protesting? I mean... There are laws in this country. There are laws against foreign people coming into this country and overstaying their welcome and and declaring residency when they have not done it legally. You've got Chicago, L.A., San Francisco, New York City mayors coming out saying, well, you know what? We're not going to follow the federal laws. We don't really care. Uh, we're going to harbor illegal aliens. That's just the way it goes. Um, we're not going to. We're not going to follow federal law. 
That's just the way it is. And there's nothing you can do. But, yeah, there is something you can do about it. Uh, And Trump needs to do something about it. You can't just come out and say, I'm not going to follow the rules of the law. So what does that mean? Can I just say, you know what, I'm going to go live in San Francisco, and I'm going to rob uh, Best Buy and Foot Locker and just take whatever I want because I don't need to follow the laws. Uh, I'm going to do what I want. This is a sanctuary city. I can break laws, and you are going to protect me. What kind of world are we living in? Students are walking out. I heard some students debate on uh, Bill O'Reilly's show. They sound like absolute morons. I mean, the student population now, like the Harvards and the Yales and the these guys are from Tufts, and, and I, I forgot where the other gal was from, uh, absolutely brutal. Just morons. Just weaklings. I mean, back when I was growing up, you would have been like, what a dork. This guy's a massive nerd. It's kind of what I say when I see a guy trying to coach that never played the game. I'm going to bring a coach out here and say, hey, dude, uh, hit a free throw or two for me. Let me see. Let me see you run up the floor, stop and pop and bang a jumper. And they can't dribble, and they look like they're pathetically out of shape, can't move down the floor and demonstrate a drill. And then you want me to believe that you know how to play basketball to the point where you're going to coach me on how to get better at this sport that you can't even make a jumper on. I've got people in society now that are just brutal. Damaging property. They're running around, breaking stores, breaking into stores, looting, smashing cars. It, 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 yeah, you, you're trying to tell me that we made a mistake and we should have gone with your candidate and this is the way you are behaving. You're destroying property of someone that you don't even know. You don't even have a problem with the person that you're destroying the property of. Now, I could see if you don't like Donald Trump and you are destroying Donald Trump's buildings, I could see that. I can understand that. But you don't like Donald Trump and you're going to take it out on somebody's business who probably doesn't like Trump either. And you don't care. It's like, listen, you should have voted for my candidate. Because I'm so responsible and such a smart, intelligent person that I'm going to run the streets, smash cars, destroy them, break into buildings, steal and loot. Yeah, that'll teach you. That'll show you. Oh, wait a minute. Maybe I should rethink this. Maybe I should have went with their candidate. They seem very smart. In fact, they seem like thug, moron, idiots. Am I being racist? I don't think so, because most of the people I'm looking at doing this are white. The two morons on Bill O'Reilly's show, the guy, what was he saying? The term illegal alien is insulting to the human people. They shouldn't be called illegal. That's that's degrading. They're not illegal. They perform illegal acts, but they're not illegal people. I'm like, what? Dude, fix your glasses. I mean, this pimple-faced, nerd, glass-wearing freak is on there. Like, this boy could not do three push-ups if I gave him a million dollars per push-up. And he's out on there telling me, oh, we're not even need to. That's degrading to call you mean legal uh, First of all, they came into the country. I have friends of mine that came in here under the right protest. They came in. They did the visa. They worked the right way. They followed the laws. 
These guys came in, didn't follow any laws, and they're going to say, we're being unfair. It's like me breaking into a store, stealing a TV from Best Buy. You arrest me for stealing, and I say, you're being unfair. You're a racist. You're not doing being fair. I have no money. What do you expect me to do? I can't afford a TV, so I stole it. Why are you arresting me? You shouldn't arrest me, and then I need society to back me up on that. And then I need my mayor to come out and say, no, 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 no. He can steal TVs. He doesn't have money. we got to feel sorry for him. We have to take care of him. He needed a TV. He didn't break any laws, not here in this city. And I know I have issues. You know what my issue is? If you're not an athlete, I think you're a loser. That's what I think. Of course it is. But I'm looking at this pimple-faced geek on TV talking like, no, you, you can't call them illegal. Here's my problem with it. In our, in our university, we're a private university. We have the ability to not have to follow the state laws. So if you commit a crime or if you're in this country illegally, we're not going to allow you to deport us because blah, blah, blah. I'm like, what, what are you talking about? So we should just have open borders. Anybody that wants to come on in, just come on in. Why have laws? Who cares? So you live in Australia. So you live in France. So you live in Greece. So you live in Afghanistan. So you live in Syria. Come on over. Come on over and just take jobs. Who cares? We don't need to have a society here. We don't need to worry about whether or not you have a social security number or the right to vote. And then if you commit some crimes, we'll kick you out of the country. And then you can just cross the borders, walk back on in, and live in San Francisco. Oh, yeah, you murder somebody. But, oh, well, that's the way it goes. You have rights. Yeah, you might have murdered people. You might have been a seven-time felon. But you're, you're treated unfairly. So we're going to protect you here in San Francisco. Go ahead, commit your crimes. Live here. It's all good. Man, we are a soft country. You know why Donald Trump won? Because of the Midwest. That's why. These are all my opinions. That's why it's called Get Real. I don't, I'm not political. I don't even know what I'm talking about. So take what I say for, with a grain of salt if you want. This is my opinion. In the Midwest, there are real men there, real, real people. Men and women in the Midwest are real. They're strong. They're tough. The heartland. And they're tired of it. The Californias and the New Yorks and the Bostons and the coasts, they're all about soft, sissy, sissy people. They're a bunch of sissies. In the, in the middle of the, of the country, they're a little bit tougher. And they're tired of it, man. They're tired of it. The constant whining from the liberals, the constant whining and the soft society. Oh, global warming, global warming. That's the number one. Oh, my God. The more I hear people whine about global warming. Now, yeah, people are going to say, now you're going to get Bill Maher saying, are you an idiot? There's, there's evidence of global warming. There's proof of global warming. Oh, my God, the world's going to blow up. Let's all do global warming, global warming, global warming. And then they're so hypocritical because they, they drive cars. If you're really into global warming, then don't drive a car because that leads to global warming. You walk everywhere, ride a bike. But they're going to whine about global warming, and then they're going to drive a truck and a Suburban. And then they're going to go home. They're going to heat their homes. They're, they're just going to do every. Wait a minute. I thought you were about global warming. I thought you were about green, green, green. Why don't you go get some, uh, you know, why, why, why don't you try and change your entire life? No more electricity for you. Why don't you get those little solar panels? Why don't you go with solar power? 
right? Because you're, you're all about global. So why don't you have those little panels on your roof? Don't sit here and talk about global warming and you contribute to it. Are you using aerosol sprays? Because I hear that's bad for you. Global warming. Do you honestly think that we could change the world by global? If we do a better job in the United States, the problem is not us. The problem is China and India. And by the way, in case you guys didn't know, they belong on the globe. They're part of the globe. So when you talk about global warming, uh, what are you going to do about China? What are you going to do about India? No matter what we do, uh, if they don't make changes, it really doesn't matter. A sissy's way of thinking. Uh, no guns. We shouldn't be able to, in the Second Amendment, we can't have guns. We need to make gun-free zones. We need to have a, a, an area on campus where we can go and cry and complain. Where we can walk on campus and feel free about protecting our emotions and crying. We need a safe zone. It's like Unbelievable. We need a safe zone. You know why Trump got elected is because uh, enough people in the country were tired of the weakness that we display. We come up with bad treaties. Obama says, if you continue to commit genocide, we are going to destroy you. Then they continue, and we apologize. And we have bookworm nerds going on TV whining about people that are here illegally. Let me ask you this. This is one thing I always like to say. You know, all these uber liberals and everyone whining and complaining. Um, and I'm not a conservative. I just can't. I, I'll tell you what, though. I can't stand these, these the softness. But you, you're going to sit there and defend these illegal aliens, quote, unquote, and you're going to defend the fact that they should be here, and we're going to do a safe zone, and we're going to have all this. What would happen if one of these guys, let's just assume now, let's assume, you know what that means, but let's assume that one of these illegal immigrants, aliens, tie, gets hopped up on crack, walks the street, and takes his gun out of his pocket and blows away everyone in your family, just walks into your house and shoots everyone you love and kills them in front of you. And then blames society because he was on drugs and it's not his fault. And then you find out that he was a nine-time felon and has been deported three times, but moved to San Francisco where he knew that he could live without fear of being arrested because that's a sanctuary city. How would you feel now? Would you still say, you know what, I know that this illegal alien came in and killed everyone in my family in front of me, but he has rights, and we are a human race, and we should take care of him. He should not be arrested, nor should he be deported. We need to just give him a safe zone. I wonder if they would say the same thing, or I wonder if they would say he shouldn't have been in this country to begin with. He's a criminal. He should have been deported. He should have been arrested. But because he wasn't, he killed everyone near and dear to me. I wonder if your opinion would change if that guy killed someone that you loved and respected and never should have happened because he should have never been in the country in the first place. I really wonder if you would still be saying, 
you know what? It's not his fault. It really disgusts me. I don't know, man. Maybe it's because I grew up in, in, a, in, a, in a rougher area. Maybe it's because I didn't live with my mommy and daddy until I was 30. Maybe it's because I didn't live with mommy and daddy taking care of me. Maybe it's because I didn't call home and say, Mommy, do you have more money for me? I need more money. Maybe it's because I didn't say, Mommy, I have a load of laundry downstairs. Can you wash it for me? Maybe it's because I didn't live like that. Maybe it's because I actually did live on my own. Maybe it's because I was in the military. Maybe it's because I actually did things that I was responsible for, and if it didn't get done, it was my fault, not someone else's. Maybe it's because I didn't just hope that someone else took care of me. Hey, you know what? I'm hungry. Let me go over to my neighbor's house and just eat his food. I'm not going to buy my own food. I'm going to eat his. Why aren't you letting me in your house? What's the big deal? I'm a human. I, I, I mean, you should be able to feed me. Well, what's the big deal here? You have a lot of food. Why can't I have it? Wait, you make $10 million a year. Can I have $100,000? I mean, you got a lot of money. Why can't I have it? It's not fair that you get it. It's not fair that you earned it. I didn't earn jack. I'm just sitting on my ass all day doing nothing, being a loser. Why do you have all the money? Why can't I have some? Just because I sit on my ass all day and do nothing, that doesn't mean I shouldn't be able to get something out of this for free. And if anything goes against you, if anyone criticizes you, just call them a racist for a job with the Clippers. I want to be the head coach. Sorry, you're not qualified enough. Racist. What do you mean? You're white. Yeah, you're a racist. You're black. I'm white. You hate white people. You're a racist. What do you mean I hate you? Uh, you're just not qualified. No, 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 no. Uh, that, that's not about qualification here. It's about you not liking me because I'm white. You're a racist. It's the same way for if you're, uh, you know, if you're gay, oh, you don't like me because I'm gay. If you're a woman, oh, it's because I'm a woman. If you're a man, oh, it's because I'm a man. If you're white, oh, it's because you hate white, white men. If you're black, oh, you hate all blacks. If you're a Latino, oh, you hate all Latinos, or you hate all whites. It's never about you and your abilities. It's always about life is unfair to me. And if you try to be hard on somebody, they usually don't react well to it because they're so soft and weak. I mean, if you're 30 years old living at home, I mean, come on now. Unless you're taking care of your ailing mother or father, you are a loser. And you know that's the way it is in most other countries. In most other countries, uh, kids live at home until they're like 30. (laughs) And you wonder why most other countries are begging us for money. You wonder why other countries depend on us. I mean, let's be honest. Most countries depend on us. That's why we're in debt, because we give everyone else money. What we need from a president, and this is what Donald Trump has said, and it resonated with middle America. He said, I'm tired of taking care of other countries. We're going to take care of ourselves. We're going to break these stupid treaties that don't do anything for us. We're going to bring companies back to the United States. I'm tired of giving everyone else all the money and all the love, and we're not getting anything in return. I'm tired of people coming into our country and blowing us up. I'm tired of other people having their hand out and trying to get money from us. We're going to say no more, and we're going to take care of ourselves. And people in the middle of America said, thank you. 
We're going to bring jobs back. We're going to bring wealth back. We're going to get rid of this Obamacare. We're going to bring, we're going to tighten up the borders so these illegal people don't just walk into our country and start doing whatever they want to do with no repercussions because they can just live in L.A. and not worry about being arrested. And if they do get arrested and they find out you're an illegal alien that committed a felony, we're just going to let you go. Everyone always says these homeless, loser, drug addict convicts, not all of them are, but those that are, they don't live in Beverly Hills. Hey, they live in the hood. So what does the politician have to worry about? He goes home to a swanky new apartment or a swanky new building, his $18 million home. He don't have to worry about those immigrants being in his neighborhood. Yeah, but if we imported all of those illegal aliens and had them living in Beverly Hills, had them living in the richest part of the state, oh, yeah, there'd be some problems. Oh, yeah. You would no longer be hearing the same rhetoric coming out of their mouths. I guarantee you that. I am just annoyed when people when, – when, when we have other problems in this country, and i got to hear global warming problems, that that's the number one uh, agenda item on the president's list. And then apparently he's, uh, Trump is going to put someone in charge of the EPA that, that is not global warming friendly. And Bill Maher and John Oliver are losing it. All they talk about is global warming. I want to see if they have solar panels. That's what I want to do. Are they driving? A, are they driving a hybrid? And are they? Are they? Do they have solar energy? Because if they don't, then shut your stupid mouth. You could say global, global, global all you want. When I walk in your home, if there's not solar heating and solar panels, and if you don't have a Prius, and if you're not, uh, if there's an aerosol can. Then you are the problem. Timberlake and all these clowns. I don't know if it's Timberlake or not, but, you know, they got these clowns running around about global this, global that. And then they hop in their private jet and they fly around the world. Yeah, global that. Global warming. It's a real big problem. Okay. Whatever you say, dude. Yeah. Keep driving that Prius. Now, if you're driving a Prius, you got solar energy, and you don't have an aerosol can, and you're not taking private planes anywhere, and you're not flying anywhere, and you're walking places, and you're not driving a car, okay. At least you're walking the walk. It's just like I said, man. I cannot stand it when a guy tries to talk basketball with me that you know could not make a layup, that you know he's overweight, he's fat, He's, he's, it's one thing to be fat and to be 60. He's 30 years old and he's fat and he can't play basketball and he can't make a jumper. He is disgustingly overweight. I mean, what, where's the responsibility on that? You don't have the discipline or the responsibility to just stay in shape. Be in great shape. Just be in moderate shape. And then you're going to try and talk to me about being a basketball player and getting better and you couldn't play dead. You couldn't outplay a ninth grader. I'm not going to walk into some hospital and try and tell someone how to perform surgery. I'm not qualified. I've never been a doctor. I don't know what it takes to be a doctor. I never studied the course. I'm not just going to read a book and think I'm a doctor. I'm not going to watch ER on TV and think I know how to be a doctor. 
these clowns watch games on TV and they think they can coach. Okay, well then I guess if I watch uh, NYPD Blue, I'm a cop. If I watch The West Wing, I should be a politician. I mean, I should know what it takes. I watch this on TV. I'm meeting with some guy on Saturday who wants to be a coach. Yeah, the first thing I'm going to do is when he walks in the building, I'm going to judge him by how he looks. And then I'm going to say, walk out there and demo a drill for me. If he passes those two tests, then I'll listen to him. Otherwise, go be a philosopher. You know what? If you, if you, if you, go be an Uber driver. of mental weakness, and it's always someone else's fault. Thank you, LeBron. And these clown mayors and these student protesters, really? What are you protesting? I don't understand what they're protesting. They don't like who the president is? So is that what we do? If you don't like who the president is, you walk out of class, you throw, you destroy property, you, you rape and pillage? Is that what happens when you don't like who the president is? Is that the way it's been in this country over the decades? That if you don't like who got voted in, you go out and you rape and you pillage? Now, I know there was a lot of people that didn't like Obama. I don't remember rioting and looting. I don't remember that. I, I do remember some idiots making comments. I know there were some stupid people out there saying things that didn't make sense. But I don't remember a lot of uh, raping and pillaging and running around and, and looting and destroying property. I don't remember a lot of that. But you're liberals. You're, 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 you're the genteel. Yeah. People are saying that Donald Trump is the worst person in the world. He's a bad person. Well, apparently not everyone feels the same way you do. And we do live in a democracy, and you lost. Votes were taken. That's the way I was raised. You know, you run for office, you lose, you move on. You apply for a job, you don't get it, you move on. You don't say, this person's a horrible person, I'm going to go uh, damage property now. And you can't arrest me because I'm angry. I have a feeling he's not going to do that bad. I have a feeling he's more competitive, and he's hearing what everyone's saying, and he's going to go out there and do what he does. He's going to change things around, and I think people are going to like it. And if he sucks, he sucks. We do have checks and balances here. Uh, I can't remember presidents being great. Bill Clinton was a clown, a liar, a womanizer, and an adulterer. And people said the same thing about JFK. I mean, people seem to look at them with admiration. There are presidents in this country that have been accused of being very racist. And there's been movies come out lately depicting that. There was a vote, and your chick lost. Well, maybe because she's a criminal. Maybe because she's a liar. Maybe because we just don't like her. Maybe we don't believe in her. Maybe we didn't like her policies. Maybe we didn't like her for whatever reason. She lost. Get over it. All the people that are whining, the only thing they have as an advantage is the media loves them, and everybody that's going to complain and riot and loot, and all these athletes are going to come out and have a little hissy fit. 
You know what, Popovich? I love you. I respect you. If you hated Donald Trump so much, then why didn't you come out in public earlier? Maybe you did, but nobody listened because nobody cared. But if you didn't like Donald Trump so much, maybe you should have come out early and said, there's no way this guy can be president. Let's vote for someone else. But whining about it after the fact makes you look like kind of a loser. It kind of makes you sound like you lost the NBA championship and you blame the refs. The person you wanted to win did not win. More people disagree with you than agree with you. And don't give me popular vote. Donald Trump had a great little tweet. He said, if this race was based on popular votes, then I would have just campaigned in California and New York and Chicago, and I would have just campaigned in the major cities. But that's not the way it's done. Everyone has an equal value. So I had to go travel to New, to New Mexico and Minnesota and Florida and, and Pennsylvania and Minnesota. And, well, I mean, I think I already said Minnesota. And Ohio, Rhode Island, Maine, Connecticut. He had to go everywhere because that's the way the system is. If it was about popular votes, I would have just stayed my entire time in L.A. But you lost Bill Maher and Jim Oliver and Saturday Night Live and all of these media outlets that just absolutely can't stand Trump, all these athletes complaining. You got Kaepernick whining and complaining, and Kaepernick uh, sitting down in protest never registered to vote. He's never registered to vote, and he's never voted. So who are you to say anything? Shut your stupid mouth. You don't like the way things are going? Your life is tough? You're a below-average quarterback for that 15 minutes of fame, and you're making $15 million a year. And what are you complaining about? That someone arrested you or pulled you over? I doubt that. Because you live in a pretty good neighborhood. I've been pulled over wrongly. Why? Because I was in Compton. And they just pulled me over. Hey, what are you doing here? Why are you in this neighborhood? What are you looking to do, buy drugs? What, because I'm in this area? I'm a drug addict? Clown. Go watch... uh, Go watch the military movie. What's that military movie that's out now? I just saw it. It's pretty good. A little too much uh, lovey-dovey in it, to be honest with you. Not a big fan of the of the lovey-dovey. Uh, just do the movie and show me how he's a war hero. What was it? Something Ridge? I'll remember it eventually. My brain's a little fried, so give me a minute. But, yeah, watch that movie. See what that guy did. And then if you think he's lying, they actually, the best part about that movie was at the end, you actually hear him talk. The best part of that movie was at the end of the movie, you got to hear the real guy speak, and you got to hear the real guys that he saved. Hacksaw Ridge, thank you. Someone just tweeted. Someone's listening. Yeah, Hexall Ridge is pretty good, except for the, the love story. Uh, I thought it was great. It was a little slow in the beginning. But, man, you, you watch what these guys went through in these wars. Are you kidding me? could never be done again. The sacrifice they made and the sacrifice this guy made, are you kidding me? And they go take a knee, Kaepernick. 
By the way, it wasn't just white guys fighting. People have sacrificed their lives for you to be able to sit down and take that knee. And yet you've never voted and participated in the process. So you want to make a change, but you're not going to go out and vote. You just want things to change for you because that's how you've been raised. Hey, do this for me. Do that for me. Help me. It's not my fault I suck. It's not my fault I'm a pathetic mess. Student walkouts. Yeah, that's your future, America. These losers that are walking out of class because they didn't like the way the vote went. Hey, if you don't like it, how about you campaign and you fight for your candidate and then you go vote, and then if you lose, you lose. You say, you know what? Not the candidate I wanted to win, but let's make the best of it. Let's give the guy a chance, see how he does. If he doesn't do well, we'll protest the right way because he's failed us, and then we'll vote him out of office in four years. You don't walk out of class like a whining sissy and complain and throw a tantrum and then go pillage the city and break down buildings and, and rob them. It's not what, that's not the way you're supposed to react. Where are these parents at? That's how they were raised. Hey, things don't go your way. Go destroy something. Tantrum. If you don't like the way I'm raising you, go in your bedroom, lay on your bed face down, and start kicking and pounding the bed and screaming until you get what you want. If we did have to fight a war with all of our normal citizens, we would get destroyed. Global warming. He needs rest. (laughs) Yeah, I'm tired. I need rest. Michael Jordan is rolling over in his grave. Michael Jordan used to say things like, I remember him giving an interview about he went to like Denver when Denver was hideous and, and said something like somebody said, you scored 46 points. You know, you're playing one of the worst teams in the league, man. You really brought it today. You know, what motivates you? What motivates you to come to a gym and play against a team that's so bad and light it up so much? Well, you know why? Because I know there's a family of four sitting in the upper deck that can't afford to be here. And the only reason they're here is to watch me play. They're here to watch me because they're a fan of me and this team. So I'm not going to go out there and give half-speed effort. They spent money they don't have to watch me play. I'm going to make sure they walk out of this building appreciative of me and the fact that I gave my best effort and saying that the money they spent was well worth it. That's what motivates me. So I'm not going to go to this, this – I'm not going to go to Indiana and say, I'm tired, I'm taking the day off. Because there's a family of four sitting in the upper deck that paid money to watch me play. And I just decided I'm too tired to play today. It's not about my fans. It's not about the family that sacrificed to be in the building. It's about me. I'm tired today. Michael Jordan was never tired. Kobe Bryant was never tired, I don't think. As he got older, he was a pathetic mess anyways. He should have sat down more. But I don't remember Michael Jordan ever saying, I'm taking today off because I'm tired. And LeBron did it, I believe, at Indy. So you got family members or or, or families going to watch him play because he only comes to Indy once or twice a year. And they paid money to watch him play, and he didn't show up. How do you feel now? 
He doesn't care how you feel. You know what? If you went and said, I'm upset that LeBron didn't play today, I spent good money to watch him. We don't have a lot of money. We're a two-income family. I have three kids. We live check to check. But my son wanted to see his hero play. So I went and got some overtime, sacrificed, paid for this, and then he didn't play. LeBron, how do you feel about that? You're a racist. That's what LeBron would say. You're a racist. You're a racist. If I was white, you wouldn't have said this. If it was Larry Bird, you wouldn't have said this. Oh, yeah, well, Larry Bird didn't take days off. No, no, you're a racist again because you're saying white people don't need to take days off. Okay, Magic Johnson didn't take days off. Well, that's a racist, too, because he's an older black guy. If you were talking about younger black guys, you'd be, that's a racist. Well, what are you talking about? Yeah, you're a racist. I'm just saying, why didn't you play the game? I spent money to watch you, and then you took the day off because you're tired. Yeah, you're criticizing me because I have a right to take a day off. You're a racist. If I was white, you wouldn't say that. I was tired. Take a day off. Take it off at home. Lie to the American people, like every politician, and say you sprained an ankle. But I would hate you for life if I sacrificed that to spend an NBA ticket now. That's going to cost you the bad seats are 80 bucks. So you're taking a family of four. That's 350 right there, just rounding up. By the time you get gas and food, that's a $400, $500 day, and you didn't play. Because you're tired. If I was your fan, if I was a 12-year-old fan, I'd hate you. I'd never want to go to another game as long as I live. So go hang out with your posse, LeBron. Go hang out with those safe zone students walking out of Yale because life's a little too hard for them. How does an illegal alien get into a university anyways? kinds of messages people seem to agree oh well if they don't i really don't care let's move on what is drake's issue with doris burke what's that all about that's a little weird uh okay drake's hilarious drake just wants to be an athlete Uh, i'm assuming he played at some point but he has to interject himself he's a new spike lee Kevin Durant. That's for another podcast. Uh, Let's get into sports for the next 20 minutes so I can get the heck out of here. It's annoying. Uh, Baseball, I love the fact that baseball seemed to get it right. Porcello, Cy Young Award, Max Scherzer, Young Award. I have no problem with those. My girl, Kate Upton. Verlander's fiance took to Twitter shortly after the vote to express her displeasure that the Tigers pitcher came up short in what was the second closest election since 1970. Then Noah Syndergaard came in second. And he went on Twitter and went nuts. Apparently, Verlander got the most first place votes. I mean, 
Okay? He didn't win. But remember that we live in this society now where if you don't win the Cy Young, it's not your fault. There's not a better pitcher. It's because the voters screwed you. I mean, I didn't, I didn't think Verlander had all that great a year to begin with. I'm kind of shocked he came in second. Verlander, uh, well, yeah, 254 strikeouts. I don't know. I, I guess statistically he might have been better. But then again, the Tigers didn't win. You know why? Because Verlander's old. There's Kate Upton. She's going to whine. Why? Because her boyfriend, fiance, didn't win the Cy Young Award. And that's not fair. My husband is better. Man, if I was, if I was Verlander, I'd be like, shut up. I mean, that, that, that would be that would be my only complaint would be like I don't need you fighting my battles for me. Now she's the story. Hey, it is what it is. Now the problem is Porcello received eight first place votes and Verlander got fourteen. So therefore, he should win. Okay, let's redo the voting system now. We're just going to, everybody votes for one person. There you go. Scherzer won, beating Syndergaard. You know what I thought was great was uh, the manager of the year went to Dave Roberts. And I called that a long time ago that I said he should be the manager of the year, but I didn't think he would be. I thought it would go to to Madden for sure. But he was the best manager in the year of the year because he had the most injuries, and he really had a bad team. His team was pretty hideous. The Dodgers had horrible pitching. And they went all the way to the championship series and, and lost four games to two to the best team in baseball. I, I really think he, he did the best job. And so did Frank Coda. I think those guys did the best job because they had lesser talented teams. Look what Frank Cota did with that Indians team. That Indians team was a mess. The Dodgers lost, what, four of their, of their starting five pitchers? They had to make a trade to get one more? I mean, four of the five starting projected pitchers went out, computer, out. And they still won it over a better Giants team. Yeah, he deserved it. Great call. Seager won NL Rookie of the Year. That was obvious. Well, did a good job. I'm really shocked that he won that uh, Manager of the Year. It shocked me. They lost Kershaw for half the year almost, and they still won. I mean, you really can't argue with it. 206 pitching moves. 
a Major League Baseball record. I mean, he just had disaster after disaster in that bullpen and in the starting staff. And he found a way to get it done. With some really bad players. I'm not lying to you. I've been saying it all year that the Dodgers massively overachieved. Rookies everywhere. They had rookies starting in the NLCS. They were like 20 years old. Going up against Cy Young Award winners. I thought Major League Baseball got it right. Shut your mouth, Kate Upton. Who cares? So your little boyfriend lost. I don't think he was that good anyways. I don't think he was better than Porsche. I don't think he was. How can we first place for what you got? Who cares? Whiner. Then his brother goes on. He whines. Where are you at, Verlander? Man up and speak up. You got your Cyan Awards. What do you need? You know why? Because you're old and irrelevant. God dang, man. It's unbelievable. Maybe I'll do another podcast tomorrow because I don't have enough time to get into sports. Let's just let's just go in a fast circle here. The NBA is a disgusting mess, hard to watch. So let's move on. Went to Madison Square Garden on Tuesday, watched college basketball. Four top teams, one of them beat up in Duke. I was disappointed. I thought I thought the coaching was bad. I thought the shooting was bad. I thought bad timeouts were being called. I thought they could Duke could not stop pick and roll. Duke could not defend the pick and roll. Let me repeat that. Duke could not defend the pick and roll. I'll say it one more time for those of you who can't hear me because Coach K is arguably the best coach in the world when it comes to basketball. Duke could not defend the pick and roll. I'm not upset that Duke lost because they should have lost with, the light, with all the injuries. But Duke could not defend the pick and roll. At the end of the game, and then they called a timeout to run what? Oh, yeah, isolate, clear it out. That's the timeout. Timeout, let's ISO. Okay, why couldn't you just run that without the timeout? Michigan State can't make a jumper to save their lives. And Kentucky looked good. All party, except for the fact his son's a hideous mess. Uh, He went out there and they got it done. If you're his son, why are you at Kentucky? Go play somewhere else. Well, I guess you just want to play for your dad. I don't know. Kentucky looks good. Now they're young. We'll see how they play when the going gets tough. But uh, they look good. I predict Kentucky, Kansas, and Duke should be at the Final Four. But the thing about college basketball that's so great, you can beat anybody. It just takes one day. Everyone loves Frank Mason III. Now you're going to talk to everybody. Oh, you know, people that don't know basketball, I like him. Because you saw two games where he played pretty well. Oh, I like him. He's really good. Uh, Everybody calm down. Where do you think he'll go in the draft? I had someone asking that. Do you think where, where do you think he'll be in the draft? Are you kidding me? Remember when everybody said the same thing about uh, your point guard for Kentucky last year? Can you name who he was? Who was the point guard for Kentucky last year? Remember everybody loved him. What about the Kentucky? What about the Duke point guard that won a national championship that came out early that everybody loved? Where's he at? And what's he doing? Now he's playing a little bit this year, a little bit because he didn't play it all last year. Everybody relax. I just hate fair weather from idiot fans that don't know the sport and just get all their knowledge from Sports Center. 
college basketball is in full swing, and no one's going to pay attention until college football is over. Those are some pretty good games. Now, usually we'd have great games on Saturday night, you know, for college basketball, but not while there's college football going on. So let's go to college football. Like I said, we got to go fast. Remember everybody loved Houston and their coach, and he was the main guy? Yeah, how is he looking now? He's got one more game to beat Louisville, and he was supposed to get the job everywhere because he's amazing, phenomenal, and they're hideous. So, yeah, you blew it. No one's going to want him now. The rankings are a mess. Penn State wins out. Penn State wins that division and goes to the championship game. Ohio State and Michigan should not be in the Final Four. They should not be. I have said this before. The, the NCAA football should simply make it simple. You win your, your division, you're in the playoff. It's just that simple. You win the SEC, you're in. Pac-12, you're in. ACC, you're in. Big 12, you're in. Big 10, you're in. Have like eight teams and then maybe – I don't know. How many, however many divisions there are, have that many champions, which maybe there's six, then two wild cards. There's no way that Ohio State or, or Michigan should get in if they don't win the Big Ten. Biggest games this weekend of impact games. Washington State at Colorado, 330. That's an impact game because you're trying to win the Pac-12 division. Not the entire Pac-12, but their division. Indiana at Michigan should be a blowout, but you never know. Michigan lost their quarterback, and they're overrated. Alabama has a tough game at home against Chattanooga. Okay, I'm, I'm kidding, obviously. Uh, Auburn has a tough game against Alabama A&M. The best game of the weekend is probably Oklahoma-West Virginia, 9 versus 14. There is some playoff implications there, 8 o'clock on ABC. USC at UCLA is a fun game to watch. That's at 10.30 on ESPN. The other game to watch is the one I just mentioned, Colorado-Washington State. Other than that, pretty boring weekend, but you never know because there could be a massive upset, and if that happens, everything gets turned on a 10. Ohio State at Michigan State at noon. I think it's a game worth watching. Michigan State obviously has enough talent to maybe win the game, but they have to hang in there. They beat them last year at Ohio State, ruined their year. So we'll see what happens this year. NFL had its best weekend of the year. Game tonight, New Orleans at Carolina. I think it's a good game. Both teams are playing for their playoff lives. Carolina had a brutal loss last week. Pittsburgh at Cleveland should be a blowout. Baltimore at Dallas should be a blowout. Jacksonville at Detroit should be a blowout. Tennessee at Indy should be a good game. If Tennessee is for real, they're going to hang in there. That's an interesting game for me to watch. Buffalo at Cincinnati, that's also an interesting game. Both teams are on life support. That'll be a fun game to watch. Buffalo could be done if they lose that. Same for Cincinnati. Tampa at Kansas City. Kansas City should dominate. Chicago at the Giants. The Giants are never, they're very unpredictable. They're never solid. They're not disciplined. That could be a close game. Arizona, Minnesota, both teams are reeling. Both teams are predicted to be in the Super Bowl by some. Miami at the Rams is going to be an interesting game because golf is starting. There's only three afternoon games. That's one of them. New England at San Francisco should be just disgustingly bad. And then the other game is Philly at Seattle. That should be decent. 
Sunday night, Green Bay at Washington should be fun with some drama. Not a massive matchup. Houston at Oakland on Monday night. Atlanta, Denver, New York Jets, and San Diego are off. Dallas looks like they're on a collision course with Seattle. That's the way it looks now. I don't think Seattle's that good either. I mean, to me, it's a Dallas-New England Super Bowl, and I don't think there's any disputing that. I don't know what team is going to beat New England. Did I see Seattle? Dallas-New England Super Bowl is what it should be. But New England got beat by Seattle. It's unbeatable. I love what Romo said. He's a man. He's a leader. He did the right thing. He came out and said, listen, we're winning. I'm not, I, I shouldn't be out there. I mean, thank God someone could say that. Could you imagine Brett Favre saying that? Could you imagine Cam Newton saying that? I think Tom Brady would. Detroit is leading the NFC North. That's my vote. That's my, that's my favorite team this year. I'm rooting for them. Division. Holy cow. Especially after the wide receiver says, you're not good enough, I'm retiring. And they win the division. Phenomenal. Seattle looks to be in charge of the NFC West. The NFC South, Atlanta's up 6-4 on Tampa and New Orleans at 4-5. and I mean, Carolina's still alive. I don't care what anyone says. They're two games back. They win this game against New Orleans. They're tied with New Orleans. And Tampa's going to lose. So then all three of those teams will be four and six. If Atlanta loses, I mean, only two games back. Carolina wins and Atlanta loses. They're a game back. Everybody's saying their season's over. What morons. The NFC North is up for grabs. Who's going to win? Green Bay, Minnesota, Detroit. They're all right there. NFC East is pretty much Dallas's to win. The only team they can worry about is the Giants because they already beat them. The AFC West is going to be awesome. All three teams should make the playoffs, Kansas City, Oakland, Denver. AFC South is a mess. Houston's probably going to win it, but I'm rooting for Tennessee. AFC North, probably the Steelers win it. They're only a game back. AFC East is Patriots. That, that division's over. Even though Miami's a game, two games back in the loss column, it's over. Most expensive seat, 263 bucks in Seattle. By far the most expensive seat. That's the cheapest seat you can get right now. Number two is San Francisco because of New England's arrival, 137. 133 bucks for a ticket in Minnesota. 123 bucks for a Giants game. You want to go see a game for cheap? So watch Kansas City. That's not bad. 35 in Indy. 38 at DC to watch Green Bay on Sunday night. That's pretty. That's pretty decent. The most tickets that are available, there's 6,000 seats in DC. That kind of shocks me. When Green Bay's coming to town, that's kind of surprising. 4,000 seats in L.A. to watch the Rams. Yeah, uh, I don't. that doesn't shock me, even with golf starting. 3,000 seats in New York for the Giants. 5,600 seats left in Kansas City. That's a little bit of a shock. So it doesn't look like a fantastic weekend for sports. The NBA is a disaster. 
The NHL is always what it is. NFL is going to be good. It's got a good, you know, no marquee matchup, but good matchups. College football is a little dry this week, but two, the two biggest matchups are not massive matchups. So it's, it's a bit of a slow weekend. Louisville plays Houston. I believe they play tonight. Is that not is that right? So that that's kind of an important game because remember Houston was supposed to be great. Houston was ranked top five for a while, I believe. So Louisville plays Houston tonight at eight o'clock. That's a pretty good game, and the NFL game is pretty good. So a couple pretty good games tonight. In the NBA, uh, Philadelphia at Minnesota and Chicago at Utah. Yeah, that's a bad, bad day for the NBA. So there you go. That's all I have to say. I'm tired. I've been talking for 90 minutes. Everybody enjoy your weekend. Don't drink and drive. Don't text and drive. Follow me on Twitter, at Coach Dave Taylor. Send me emails if you'd like. I'm meeting hundreds of them. I'm sure I'll get a bunch after this one. Coach Dave Taylor at yahoo.com. Subscribe to the podcast and iTunes. Get real with Coach Dave Taylor. Enjoy your weekend, everybody, if I don't talk to you tomorrow. Be good. Be a role model. Make a difference in someone's life. Get off your ass and do some work. Quit whining and pointing fingers. Global warming. I'll leave you with Boys in the Wood by the Black Lips. I'm out. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.